Welcome back to episode 110 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, Bitcoin on a major turning point. Find out where it's headed. Next, the United States turns favorable to cryptocurrencies. Then, how important is AI on blockchain? And finally, a new stealth project launches and why you should care. All right, let's listen in. What up, what up? All right, dude. Thank you for being here, dude. Yep, yep. All right, man. Look at this Bitcoin chart. All our meme lines and squares. Yeah, okay, so these blue squares represent 19 days. So I, I just arbitrarily set these blue squares from the top to the bottom. So mm-hmm. that was 19 days. So I figured, what if we spend 19 days after this peak? What would that look like? So from the top to the bottom, it's only been seven days. And right now, after roughly 19 days, is going to break through this box. Potentially. Most likely, though. It's yeah. starting to look like it. Uh, so yeah, man. This just keeps feeding into the whole sentiment of like Bitcoin's in a super cycle, I guess, is because this is definitely not what I was expecting. Well, if we just power through this and, then, you know, who knows? Who knows how high Bitcoin's in price discovery mode once again? Like we could see 80, 70, 90K yeah, potentially. I, yeah, I think, I, I don't think the super cycle is confirmed until we get past like, I don't know, 120K or something like that. Yeah, well, because like the original that. prediction was 100K, right? Uh, that was your original prediction. Well, most people's predictions is at 100k. I don't know. There's don't there's so. a lot of evidence to suggest 100k is like pretty easy, pretty easy to get there. Okay. Like since the beginning, like since we were looking at it at 3,000, people were predicting 100k <coughs> in the next cycle. But to satisfy a super cycle, we need to go well beyond the 100k prediction, mm. like well beyond. Yeah. And so I've, we've talked about this before. There's a stock to flow cross asset uh model mm-hmm. and in that cross asset model we have a prediction of 288,000 bitcoin yeah so who knows if we'll actually get there i mean i can show you from this this guy 100 trillion or plan b's account on twitter that uh he's got a lot of charts to indicate that there's there's a lot of evidence to support a 288,000 dollar bitcoin oh grats to ebriel dude if you're watching this we just saw your tweet Oh, yeah. That you won the Atari competition for Decentraland, dude. Congrats, brah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's like 5K? I don't know. Something like that. But, uh, yeah, we're we definitely going to test out your game here soon. We've just been swamped. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you too, Pablo. Second place, I think, right? Yeah, Pablo yeah, got shout second out, place. Shout out to both of these OG Decentralanders. So, okay, so we're looking at Bitcoin here from the, the previous cycle from 2012 to 2016. And then the blue which is the 2017 $20,000 price. Mm -hmm. And then here's us in red. And so the prediction to 100K seems like more than likely. Yeah. So this green line represents a stock to flow model, which is predicting at 100K Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. you know, according to that model. Here's stock to flow X. That's $288,000 Bitcoin. That green line right there? Yeah, thick green line. Oh, she. And so from, (laughs) from there... I guess if it reaches two hundred eighty-eight thousand, which again has a lot of evidence and and to to actually get there, um, you know, I think that's when we're confirmed super cycle. Okay, well, I mean, definitely bullish looking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> market. I mean, we've we've been saying this. Yeah, there's going to be ups and downs and corrections along the way, but definitely all we have is to do is like follow this moon math. You know, at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> 
So yeah, uh, just touching base with Bitcoin. Um, it's always good to see like where everything's going, and it looks like the dip is done. As soon as this breaks through fifty-eight thousand, this dip is over. Now we're going to potentially seventy k. Yeah, and I guess it puts a pause on the altcoin altcoin season for a little bit. We have to again just sit back and wait and see what Bitcoin does. <laughs> You know, typical yeah. Bitcoin dude, just totally ruining the party for us altcoin. Yeah, you know, freaking moon boys. But regardless, you know, like I said, if Bitcoin has another leg up, that means altcoins will too. You know, and so yeah, I guess this current, if Bitcoin breaks through, it puts an end to my my little narrative of like March is a bloody month. Like so far, That's true, not, man, not bloody at all. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> trend is broken, dude. If you play Baccarat, that, that shit happens all the time. Like, yeah. You know, trends break in Baccarat. Yeah. They break in crypto land too. So, but when you're, when you're making a bet in Baccarat, you got to go off the trends, dude. And this is what we do. We, we watch the trends for the last 10 years. Right. And that's like our best indicator of what's yeah. going to happen in the future, but not this time. Yeah. <laughs> this time it's a little different because there's just so many different macro factors now that totally changed the game. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about the macro factors a lot simply because it, it's a good indicator to, you know, the sentiment of, of crypto the collective. Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, the collective on, on crypto. Yeah, speaking of that, you've collected a lot of, like, good news sources, right? Like, of, yeah, uh, there's, like, some good, good happenings, right? Again, once again, proving me wrong a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Nick by Nick. Yeah. <laughs> news article by news article. It's like, yeah. it's crushing my FUD. So to talk about what you're, what you're saying is there's this article that came out two hours ago. It says, Rep. Warren Davidson reintroduces Token Taxonomy Act. So what the hell is this? So if passed, the act would amend the Securities Act and Securities Exchange Act to exclude digital tokens from the definition of a security. Okay. So uh, this goes back to kind of the idea of you were saying that there's a huge incentive for the United States government to go and crack down on cryptocurrencies. Mm. And that incentive is because they hold the world's reserve currency, the dollar. Mm -hmm. And so my argument was, well, even though they hold the world's superpower right now, basically controlling the, the wealth, the money creation, mm -hmm. I feel like that they're intelligent enough to know that cryptocurrency is here to stay because the genie's out of the bottle. You can't really put them back in. And my sentiment is I feel like that they're going to figure out ways to encourage creation of, you know, crypto businesses mm -hmm. within the United States with favorable, like, uh, governance, like favorable, like tax implications. Yeah. And uh, so this is what, I mean, this is like the first indication that that's, you know, potentially true. This is, you know, this guy is saying, if we don't act quickly, the United States will be left behind. Other countries have found ways to regulate blockchain projects and in doing so have made themselves more attractive to entrepreneurs. Yeah, facts. So, I mean, if we were think about it from a different perspective, if the United States had bad uh, regulatory aspects in terms of creating businesses here, you wouldn't see Elon Musk in the United States. You wouldn't see a lot of Google and Apple and Facebook be created in the United States because it wasn't favorable. But because it was, they're here. Yeah. And I feel like if the United States doesn't act now and make it favorable to be in the United States to create these businesses, they're going to they're gonna be, they will not recover from this. That's how bad it, it's going to be. Yeah, there's, there's something a little more, there's something more valuable in this world than capital, capital, you know, like money. It's it's like intellectual capital, I guess. Oh, for sure. Identify that is, because I mean, that, that's the true driver of innovation. Yeah, money is the fuel, but <clears throat> the actual catalyst to innovation is 
you know, the intellect, the, the intelligence, the int- intellectual pool that resides within your, you know, yeah, your governing body. So yeah, up until now, the United States has really enjoyed that leveraging power. Again, like what we talked about on the last podcast, the big leveraging power that the United States has to lose with the evolution of blockchain and crypto is their financial grip hold on the That's rest right. of the world. You know, That's right. And we've had, again, more advantages than one. We have the intellectual grip hold, meaning like, you know, usually like top in- intellectuals from around the world gravitate towards the United States as like that incubation hub for their work, you know, just because of the favorable conditions. You know, the culture is more um, innovative, I guess. There's, you know, there's certain hubs like Silicon Valley. Like they literally foster the growth of everything yeah. that we see in tech these days. So. Yeah. But that was to the United States advantage again to like really support that and like, you know, give these startup companies maybe tax breaks. I really don't know what's so cool about this country. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's like a tax thing or, or what, but for sure it's a cultural thing. Like when yeah. most of the innovation comes out of like the, these hubs. Yeah. So if the United States <laughs> has like a decision to make, okay, at the sacrifice of our financial leverage on like the global stage you know like do we chip away at that for the sake of like maintaining our intellectual you know leverage you know that way we see this new innovation like boom happening in the crypto and blockchain space like what do we do yeah like that's a that's one hell of a conflicting argument to have as a government you know yeah they got they have such a huge decision to make here because that means that if they start accepting like this uh, favorable like ecosystem for entrepreneurs and cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. they know the end is near. Right? They know yeah. it. Yeah, basically. And I mean, ultimately, there's still going to be some countries that are remain powerful. Like if you have a country like the United States that's favorable to cryptocurrencies and everybody comes to the U.S. to make crypto projects, that's going to be good for the country, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not, you know, the dollar is like ceases to exist. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of smart people out there. I mean, there's a lot of dumb people, too. But I, I would imagine that there's enough smart people in the government to be, like, sounding the alarms and saying, you know, we got to do something about this. Yep. Something good. But you know what? Like, largely, this is only, like, this is only their problem. Like, f- from the rest of our perspectives, like, it's fine. Like, it doesn't really matter where, where like, these blockchain projects are incubated out of. That's kind of, like, the whole point. Like, yeah. it, it, is a, it is a global effort and, like, a global movement. The whole point is to distribute, like, all this intellectual, you know, this, this grip hold that these centralized bodies have. You know, as much as it kind of hurts to say, yeah. you know, our, uh, strikes deep in my my patriotic heart and yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> uh, I mean, it just is what it is, man. Like, this is kind of like what the industry's trying to tackle. Because, yeah, it's 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 not fair if you're if you have if you've been on the outside looking in this whole time, you know. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, yeah, what what would happen to Elon if if we made it difficult for him just to come join the party? You know, like fuck. No, Elon, you can't come. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. Like, we have all the intellectual capacity we need, you know, to, like, really thrive. We don't need any more. Yeah, and, like, you know, I mean, again, we've mentioned this before, that if cryptocurrencies start permeating through, you know, the 7.5 billion people there are on the planet, the 2 to 3 billion of which are unbanked for the most part or underbanked, we have 2 to 3 billion new participants in the economy. Mm. That is good for every single country. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Uh, allowing those favorable regulatory aspects in the United States. I mean, that's tax revenues are going to go up, not down. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I think this is, this is really great news. It's just a it's so great f- news. Yeah. But, but keep, keep in perspective though. This is only like a, a proposal, right? Like a, yeah. a bill that hasn't even been like, hasn't been through the ringer yet. Yeah, for sure. So, all but, 
there's still, I mean, people have seen this, right? Yeah. And the strong support for the bipartisan legislation from the U.S. businesses and stakeholders is a clear indication that our friendly, light regulatory proposal will propel the United States to be the forefront of the industry. So we have projects, businesses, U.S. businesses who are saying, yes, this proposal is good. And these projects, these businesses would know more than pretty much most people in the government, right? So, yeah, I mean, we're seeing it in the space today. Like, I mean, there's strong reason if you're like a, you know, a big brand business or something in, you know, operating from the United States to be bullish on cryptocurrencies and blockchain as a whole because we're, we're starting to witness the emergence of like actual commercialization of it all you know with the with the top shots and with other things we're yeah. seeing emerge <laughs> you yeah know? There, there's some there's some proof of concept as far as like can we produce some marketable products you know for the mainstream for for their their general consumer base you know and yes we can you know so that that's powerful that's something that these big businesses want to leverage you know so of course they want like favorable regulatory you know, environment so that we could build more of this stuff, you know, so we could keep milking our own people essentially, you know? Yeah. yeah. If, if, if people want to buy this stuff, then these big businesses want to supply it. It's, it's that simple. So yeah, all of a sudden, you know, there's just probably this big initiative to like, no, oh, yeah, let's, let's foster this growth. Yeah. Like ignore the fucking whole, like, you know, erosion of the, the fi- foundational finance pillar. <laughs> yeah. Ignore that aspect. We, we, we're interested in the, you know, we, we, we could, we could sell people NFT shirts now, you yeah. know, we could sell people <laughs> NFT socks and make millions. Like, yeah, it's just a that's whole new I, market. It's a whole new market we're tapping into, yeah. you know? It's like didn't exist before, so let's let's foster this thing. Yeah, for sure, for but sure. But yeah, all I'm saying is, <clears throat> of course, businesses are behind it. But so, how does how does your sentiment change on all this, though? Me? Yeah, I don't think it's changed at all. Really? Yeah. You're still, you're still like bearish on. I still on think, all this? I, yeah, because like, okay, something good is happening on the state level. Because I know how government works. Do you like just because something good is happening in like in one state, not even like one representative of that state yeah. <laughs> is like proposing something logical. Does not indicate like the at the federal level. This is all of a sudden like no the big aha moment where they're just going to be like we're yeah. in. No, I I don't you think know? that's uh that's what's happening here. I think this is just evidence that there's not just dumb people in the government. Okay, that I agree with. Right. But, so, but, but again, remember you have to convince the majority in for order sure. for things to pass. Yeah, yeah, but dude, this this is important for the majority to understand in the government. Like this it is, is like just like but just like climate change has been important for them to understand. And do they? Not really. It's yeah. a struggle to get those things understood. And but I think this has climate change has a different angle to to the effect that these people understand the the huge implications of cryptocurrencies. I think climate change is like for the good of like humanity, but but cryptocurrencies is is who's going to remain the superpower in the world. Th- those are the two different like aspects to the different ideologies. So in other words, I'm thinking the resistance to climate change like regulation is not the same to the resistance of what potentially cryptocurrencies in terms of regulation is going to be. I I think there's going to be a much, much faster understanding of of the cryptocurrency space than there is about climate change. Mm. Just because this directly affects their bottom dollar in a way that climate change doesn't. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, like I think climate change obviously is probably one of the more significantly important things that we need to tackle. Mm-hmm. But cryptocurrencies has our financial foundation like at stake. Yeah. Well, I mean, the climate debate has like a lot of financial implications too, though. Like it, it does, but not. So if if the foundation is built on the U.S. dollar, that's yeah, cryptocurrencies is like. 
touching that foundation. Yeah, 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 that's true. Right? Yeah. So, and and not only touching the foundation, like completely eroding that foundation, like completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. So, so <laughs> that, that's what it's like. I, I think there won't be the same level of resistance to cryptocurrencies that you that we saw with. But, but, dude, listen to what you just said. Now, you just agreed with me about like the the the. the the impactfulness of the crypto debate. And so for sure, this is going to become a political issue. There's going to be, you know. Yeah, yeah but but the thing is, I, I don't f- I don't feel like there is going to be a political issue. I really don't. Everything I, is a political issue, dude. Everything. But this is, this is, there's this never been a time though. in history where like, you know, something is introduced to the zeitgeist of, of a government and then yeah, like, it's just fully embraced. Dude, dude, dude. It's never This happened. is different. Here's why. Because if they don't embrace this, they are not going to be a superpower. It's that yeah, simple. Uh, could be, yeah. That's that's yeah. why, like, I think there's going to be a significantly much faster understanding of cryptocurrencies in the sense that there's going to be a lot less resistance to crypto than there was. I, I agree with, yeah, okay. I, I agree in the sense, you're right. There's an the, urgency the, to yeah, it. Yeah, there's a much more obvious urgency because yeah. you're right. It is, it is tapping on, like, everyone's wallets. Yeah. So the whole climate debate is, it's so, you have to understand science in order to really exactly. give a fuck about it. There's, there's like an actual, like, it's something not tangible, like in the now, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's going to be tangible in the future whenever everything's just so much more like inconvenienced by like the outcome yeah. of it, you know, but, but it's, it's hard to convince somebody of that, you know, but yeah, if, if, if they start to notice the, the financial, you know, rattling because of all this stuff, or maybe just even like the business rattling, the commercial, whatever, whatever fallout comes of this like yeah. new innovation yeah you know yeah for sure it's it's gonna make things a lot more urgent they're gonna have to figure it out you know so i yeah. agree with you you're right but i'm yeah uh yeah I, we'll we'll I, <laughs> I guess we'll see uh, yeah maybe I, I don't have a reason to be so freaking like fear-mongering uh, uh i don't know i think i don't want to be <clears throat> just optimistic because that's what it's optimism and hopium are like on a fine line, right? The, the yeah. difference between optimism and hopium. I think this is not so much optimistic than it is like smart. I, I think if the government is to a certain extent smart, they will act fast and favorable to crypto. Mm. I think if I think that's the case. Okay. So let's uh, have to wait and see, I guess. But yeah. like I said, like this, this. What this indicates to me is like we're a long way from like knowing the outcome of that just because like this this very reminiscent of like uh, the whole marijuana thing where like, okay, one state it becomes all of a sudden favorable to it. And then maybe it'll take a few months for another state to hop on board. And then before you know it, 10 years has passed and then we have a majority of consensus like, okay, this is good stuff. We want we want to support the growth of this industry. And then the federal government like starts to ponder the idea. It's like, okay, yeah, I guess we like it, too. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's on the same time. But yeah, you're right. Time span. There's definitely that's definitely outside of the like this the same spectrum of urgency. Like there's definitely marijuana legislation definitely doesn't have the same like implications of yeah. like affecting the dollar. Just everything. Yeah, like literally everything. Like just business in general. Like a- anything that people have organized in the past, totally different. Totally yeah. changed. I, I yeah. wonder <clears throat> what was so much. What was the resistance behind marijuana? Like, who was making the money keeping it illegal? Like, what? Like, if you make things legal, you can tax it, and if you tax it, you make more money as a government. Like, why would you keep marijuana illegal for so long? It's it's just like a, a belief system, or what was it? It's the same argument. Like, why why does the government think they they have the 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 like part of their responsibility of governing in a population is like making sure we don't fuck ourselves like financially in the in the stock market. 
Oh, Why do yeah. they have to heavily regulate that? Why can't we just freely participate the way we freely participate in crypto? Yeah. And if we get rugged, we get rugged. Fuck it, right? Like, we deal with it. That's life. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. the, the reason we're getting rugged every single day is because there's no regulations in place. You know? There's no, there's no yeah. governing body, you know, really overseeing the, the deployment of these assets and stuff like that. You know? It's just a free ecosystem. It's totally free market, you know, dynamic. And if you're libertarian, like, this is this is it. This is your libertarian wet dream right now. Like, <laughs> crypto space yeah like you know and a lot of these founders are, they do think like that so this this is the downside of that though there's going to be a lot of like it's a freaking playground for snake oil salesmen and just like fraudulent activity you know this definitely is going to be part of it so yeah as a community we're gonna have to figure out how to combat against that and we are but so do you think but it's the same but what i'm saying is like the government feels responsible to protect us from that type of you know, that type of inevitability with, with sure. drugs and, you know, sure, you know, contraband and stuff. So do you think the government should or do you think society would operate better in like a completely open free market where anything goes or does there needs to be like a little a level of like uh, filters like you have to go through some sort of checks and balances in order to. I think so. I think th- these are like issues that like previous generations have like dealt with. And they learned the hard way, you know, like yeah. you can't just have anything goes societies because like humans, humans are just not capable of that. Yeah. Like our brains yeah. are just not wired for anything goes. You, you know, know what? We need structure. We need there's all that stuff. That's true. I mean, I think technology has advanced so fast that it's hard for our brains to get adjusted to it. Oh, that's, for sure. That's why we're so addicted to like social media. Yeah. That's why we're all like freaking super sad sag yeah. you know like everyone's sad all the time everyone's depressed yeah. you know because it's totally unnatural like the, the environment we created for ourselves totally out of the norm like what we're what our biological selves are supposed yeah. to like exist in you know it's it's pretty interesting that we're able to create all this stuff and like get ahead of ourselves in, in terms of like comprehending what we're actually doing to ourselves yeah yeah but we still do it though that's the thing yeah <laughs> we know we're like ultimately like we're, we're killing our freaking our our spirit yeah. For the sake of like, you know, I don't know, the progress of this thing, this this thing that comes after us, you know, everyone likes to postulate. Yeah. This is, the next thing is going to be the artificial version of, of us, right. you know, so right. maybe they're right. This is just like some kind of like universal force in, at play here. That's just like we're just like a stepping stone for whatever the fuck comes after us. You Dude, know, that's such a good point. Yeah. Like they're not going to be hampered by this biological baggage yeah, <laughs> that we yeah. have to deal with. You know, the reason why we can't self-organize and coexist without like just killing each other yeah because of our biology but as soon as we get rid of that all of a sudden like efficiency is like a thousand million x you yeah. know what i mean then yeah. then we could start becoming an intergalactic thing you know which plays into the part of elon musk creating Neuralink, right yeah if we integrate with ai there's less of a chance that it has or less of a reason for it to consider destroying us if yeah. we're integrated with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're giving AI like the potential to actually like, yeah, think in that capacity and like, yeah, make decisions independent of like what we programmed it to do. Yeah. Like you, you want it, you want it to think of us as like not that biological baggage. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Cause they're going to come to that conclusion. If we already recognize like that's a huge problem is ourselves, you know, th- this thing is going to be programmed to only want to just accelerate what we're doing right now. Like just you know, progressing and like yeah. advancing technology. Yeah. 
So yeah, they're gonna know. Like fuck, it's like you know what? These things suck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like we should actually fucking get rid of all of them, and then you know what? We own. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, that is like an, that's an evolutionary thing. Like we don't have the the capacity, the, the favorable like evolutionary traits. Yeah, for the for the future of whatever the hell it is that's happening. You know. Yeah, it's, that's true. It's fucking it's scary, dude. So yeah. Elon, he thinks on that level all the time, so he's like, "Yo, WTF? We need to do something now." <laughs> yeah, he's like, again, he's he's telling like governing bodies again, like of this impending issue, and yeah. it's largely being ignored and looked over just because it's not something you can understand, you know? Yeah, it is tough. It is tough, to, tough. To, to think that we can create something that can outthink us, and then not only outthink us, like actually do something about like what it's learned. Mm. And if it's learned that humans are actually destroying the planet, which is essential to to everything that exists right now, then it makes sense to like get rid of us completely. True. And I mean, who knows? Like that logic may may be true, but I feel like the AI would be able to comprehend that we're able to change our minds like on a collective basis. The zeitgeist. Yeah, but it takes too long. It's too inefficient. Yeah, but also it's, 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 it's not it's not optimal. It takes long to destroy <laughs> the planet too. Like it's been a hundred years of like the industrial revolution, and now we're starting to feel the effects of it. Right, yeah. Texas was just frozen over for like a week, and then two days later it was back to seventy degrees. Mm. Right, so that does. I don't think that's happened to Texas before. No, where for a solid week it was frozen. Not in our lifetimes. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe at I some point. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But uh, we're we're lucky to see that way more often these days, like in in the next decade, mm-hmm. than we ever have in the last hundred years. So there's something that's pushing that in that direction. There's something right, and that something is humans. Mm. And I don't know. I I just feel like if the AI, it, it goes back to like the whole government being a lot smarter than they th- than we think they are. AI, if it is as smart as we think it can be, it would comprehend that humans can change, can adapt to a different Mm -hmm. lifestyle, a lifestyle that supports life instead of destroys it like we're doing now. Yeah. And and, and I think there's going to be less obviousness to the AI that the answer isn't just to get rid of all humans, right? That there, th- yeah, that's, the yeah. logic would lead <laughs> that killing all humans is probably not a good idea. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if we're saying AI is as smart as it is, it has to be that smart then. You would think, you would hope, <laughs> you really would hope. Yeah. I think, I mean, we definitely won't be able to comprehend the level of thinking of like an advanced AI right. for sure. That's, that's something right. we can't even, we can't even postulate. And I think that's, that's the risk yeah. that Elon brings up. We just can't even like fathom what that level of thinking would look like, you know? Yeah. So here's a picture. And what that can result in. Here's a picture of exponential growth of computing, right? This is only up to 2000, but we're in 2020. And so technically we should be at a a, a single mouse's brain in terms of computational or calculations per second per $1,000. So we're still about a mouse compared to um, our collective engineering has led to about a mouse's capacity in terms of computational per $1,000. So by 2075, we're going to surpass all human brains in terms of computational computing per $1,000 in, in about 50 years. Googly moogly. So what, what what comes from that? So what does that mean? Yeah. That means that we would have the 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 humans collective capacity to think in, in our cell phones. That's that's what that means. Like the whole collective. Yeah, the whole 
the every computational. It even, probably won't even be a cell phone, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it might, it might not now? be a cell phone. You're right. It could be just like an implant in our in, in our, our brains. Yeah, yeah. So then basically, what you're saying is we're we're we're, we're going to be Neo in 50 <laughs> years, <laughs> pretty much, right? That means like, if we wanted to jump into Central Land, we just have to like think it, and then we're like in, and our there. visual cortex is is in the game. Yeah, either that or if we wanted to just speak Mandarin, we could just do that. Yeah, right. that's true. Because we have the collective brain power that's true. in yeah. all of us. So this is the singularity, essentially. Yeah, yeah. This is where like our, our brains and our consciousness kind of like merges with technology. So like our brains are in with the net, with the future net that we're building right now. With, yeah. You know, fuck me. Like so all this stuff we talk about in blockchain, like, ooh, these like on-chain identities, like that's actually just the beginning of that. Like, Dude, that's so true, it's like man. on-chain existence. Like, um, and then, yeah, the metaverse is even a more like a higher extrapolation layer above that. Like, yeah, identity is one thing, but like actually existence is another. You yeah, know? that's true. <laughs> you know, if, if we're actually bridging the consciousness and like the, the intellectual capacity of humanity into into like technology, what does that look like? You know? Man. And I can't believe they're saying that's only like 50 years away. <laughs> so yeah. we might actually, we might, if we're lucky, get that far. But you know what? To I mean, it. it works exponentially. So it, it sort of makes sense that it's only 50 years away. I mean, it could potentially be a lot faster too. I mean, if if we if we can identify the beginnings of all this, like I'm saying, with with, with blockchain is definitely going to be one of the pillars for this like reality yeah, to happen. Absolutely, for sure. And yeah, like the metaverse as a concept is so 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 hard to understand, and like it's so overlooked because it is. because the the environmental conditions for that to like actually i don't know be favorable as opposed to like a physical reality they just don't exist yet yeah know? yeah but once they do you know it, it's just gonna it's gonna be like it's gonna be this, the same revelation we had whenever like the europeans figured out oh shit there's a whole other side of the planet over there yeah you know, we should probably go over there and explore and <laughs> yeah. see, like, and see what's what. How can we exploit it to our advantage and, like, you know, advance us even further? That's and right. that's exactly what they did. They pioneered themselves and just changed the world because of it. You know, and here yeah. we are, a nice comfy room, we got phones now, yeah. <laughs> all because those original pioneers were like, you know what, dude, let's go over there. Yeah, fortune favors the bold. Yeah, and it all started from those fucks. Yeah. <laughs> so the fucks today is us. We are those fucks. All you guys in the blockchain space, we're the fucks. <laughs> Starting that we're, we're all, you know, building these boats and shit. And yeah, like, yeah. you know. And venturing out. Venturing out. And into, exploring. Into the next frontier of like, oh shit, like, you know, we don't know what's over there. Yeah. But we're trying our best to get there. And then once we do get there, everything's going to change. Yeah. Everything, you know. So, uh, a lot of these projects we've talked about, uh, they're on our YouTube channel. Make sure you watch those. They're very interesting. We get a lot of good feedback on our YouTube channel as well. In the yeah, in the we just covered section. one today, which was really dope. Zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that. So there's a project called Zeitgeist, and it's on. It's trying to be on Kusama. So one of the mm -hmm. things to getting onto Kusama or Polkadot is that you have to uh, get a parachain, and to get a parachain, you have to have your community stake either Kusama tokens to get on Kusama or DOT tokens to get on Polkadot, right? So you have to stake these within the project itself. And then once, uh, this is during the par the parachain uh, offering. Yeah. Right? So once you actually collect enough DOT tokens or Kusama tokens for the respective chain, then you get yourself onto 
um, onto Polkadot or Kusama. Yeah. Right? So uh, having said that, so this project Zeitgeist is trying to get on Kusama for the short term being, right? Mm-hmm. And what they do is they have prediction markets that allow people to govern a particular project using prediction markets. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we discovered today is that this whole futarchy, this, this idea of governance based on prediction markets exists, like this concept exists since 2008, actually. Yeah. And now this blockchain project called Zeitgeist is leveraging that concept for blockchain governance. Yeah. So that's the new thing we learned today. And it's, I think, one of the more fascinating concepts that we've seen so far. Just the, uh, just a new governance model. It's not about like voting and like having, having a, a, well, a stake in a vote, but it's more than that. It's having like a consensus ideology, uh, a, a full sentiment of an idea. Yeah. And be part of like a, a part of actually voting. Yeah, but I think I think in the short term, like it's going to be applied in the sense just just I think voting and all that stuff is going to be important, especially now since we kind of like set ourselves up like with the governance tokens and whatnot as like being a necessary part of governance. Yeah, but yeah. but this whole new zeitgeist layer, as far as like establishing collective sentiment of a, of an organization, is going it's just going to be applied additionally to that in the sense that sure now we're gonna like these governing entities will understand like what the collective wants and like what we should do as a collective. Once these like sentiments are realized and like identified because of these prediction applications, whatever you want to call them, now we have something to vote on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it kind of like it, it eliminates the the problem of like the 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 barrier of understanding that people need to have to, in order to even like vote on proposals in the first yes. place. You know, because it's like somebody proposes something within the DAO, they're they're not necessarily going to know or understand what the proposal is about. Yeah, it's just it's, you're asking too much. Yeah, like imagine if if the United States government was asking us to like look at all of the shit on the docket list yeah. of like of law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'd just be like, fuck that, dude. That's yeah. what we're paying you to do. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Yeah. So this is just uh, this this new Zeitgeist application layer is just going to be a way for the governing DAO bodies to just to understand what it is like in real time. Yeah. What how what our sentiment is, you know, what our what our desires are as a collective, like where we should be headed. Hopefully, hopefully that's how it gets applied because that to me that's what makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I I think the analogy we used was Sort of uh, chain link takes data uh, off chain to on chain, right? Mm-hmm. And then Zeitgeist potentially takes the sentiment that's off chain mm. to on chain. Mm, exactly. Our understanding of things, like the, the yeah. collective pool of, you know, it, it, I don't know, just our, our, our thoughts and opinions, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think the kind of all time we're, we were talking about this and how the sentiment has changed in terms of how we should be structuring businesses nowadays mm-hmm. right businesses should be cognizant about taking care of the planet yeah right i mean yeah. apple talk about talks about this all the time about sustainable creation right and uh th- all their products are com- almost completely recyclable they're they're building even google's building operates off of renewable energy mm-hmm. right this is a change in zeitgeist we used to just basically in- just destroy the planet just yep. to live See, but the problem is, yeah, we don't really necessarily know if the zeitgeist sentiment is is favoring one side or another. We, we, we'll never know that until we have like a reliable, uh, like true. Uh, that's true, like extraction layer for that information. You yeah. know, yeah. And yeah, the way to do it is with these incentivizing people to kind of like put these thoughts on chain. Yeah. Like, and, and the best way to do that is with we're calling them predictions now, but. <sighs> I think I, I don't know. It's like a game theory type thing, right? Like you yeah. know, it's just it's a competitive aspect to it, where you have something you have something 
you're, you're, you're voicing your thoughts and opinions and, that, and you're getting something in return for it. Like, otherwise, no one's going to do it. Yeah. Right? You have to incentivize people to do it. That's true. You just have to, I man. Mean, That's just the nature of us. Dude, you, you know, know what? I, I think in, an incentive governance, like an incentive structure for governance is probably one of the best ways to govern something, right? Of course. It's better than force, you know? Yeah. Which is largely like how you know think, how we operate these days, you know? Yeah, think about like businesses interacting with each other. They usually sign contracts and... Uh, but if you align the incentives of both businesses, then you wouldn't necessarily need to sign contracts in order to collaborate with each other. If the incentives are aligned, you sort of act in the way to... For, uh, uh, as aligned with those incentives. You operate with those incentives um, in a way where two companies can independently go in the same direction without having to force each other to go in that same direction by signing contracts. Mm. So I feel like if we have a governance model where incentives were aligned, people would operate accordingly. Mm -hmm. But And I think I think that's sort of what Zeitgeist, the, the project is trying to do is... If you if you have a project and you can align according to the zeitgeist, then your your project is in the right direction. Yeah, you would think so. So, and then one of the extreme examples that we were talking about is like, well, what if the collective decided that you know murder was okay? Okay. Then uh, then technically it, it could become part of the zeitgeist, but if you think about it, if murder's okay and it's and it's agreed upon by the zeitgeist, it's just not sustainable. Yeah, like if, if if for some reason like humanity evolved to the point where like we're just a bunch of psychos, like we're gonna have bigger problems at that point. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Other, than the other than the than like voting. Yeah, like yeah, governance won't even like be a, an issue. I think we would we'll be in the process of just eliminating ourselves if that ever becomes like a zeitgeist shift. Yeah, have you, you know? seen the movie The Purge? No. Well, in this movie, the zeitgeist has has shifted where there's one day out of the year where there are no laws applied. Mm -hmm. And so in this movie, on that day, you can go out and kill people without any repercussions. Nice. And <laughs> so, of course. It's so what happened? Like everyone's just like, fuck yes. Yeah, it, it's just, uh, yeah, basically. Really? But it, it's just a movie that, that just like puts you into this, this moment in time where Everyone has agreed that the purge is like an accepted uh, sort of uh, human, like a ritual. No, it's like a it's like a human behavior that we need to release our pent up anger. And, and so they they've arbitrarily selected a day for the purge, yeah. and you can just like go out and just commit all kinds of like atrocities and no yeah. repercussions. And so the, the collective have agreed that yeah, this is a human need that we need to like release. And so they set a date. So, but again, I mean, I, I guess if you think about it, one day, I, I guess it could be perceived as sustainable. But Fuck. I yeah, mean, I guess I mean, so. You just it, have to prepare the, for it. It'd be the equivalent of like a freaking Category Five hurricane just running through all of yeah. the planet. You yeah, know, it would be mass devastation. But yeah, you're, it would, we'd recover just like we always do from like natural disasters, right? Yeah. But yeah. but. That is such a stupid thought. <laughs> if that ever fucking happened, dude, I'm fucking out, dude. I'm going straight to the woods, dude. It's like somehow we all just collect. You know what, dude? Let's have a gladiator day. Yeah, you good. <laughs> like, right. You know, I'm going straight to the woods. I'm bunkering up. I'm yeah. getting all my fucking rifles out and shit and just waiting for that day to end. Then I'll come back out. You know? Yeah, because you know what? Only the rich people sur survive because they have the weapons. They have like the... 
yeah. the security. They have like you know their house is all like made out of steel. Like the the steel doors come up and everything. Yep, 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 yep. I I, I believe that. Yeah. So. <laughs> But they have like drones and shit out there, just like just drones. killing everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're rich. They could just, they'll probably develop their own weapons. Like they spend all year just like as a hobby. Preparing for the as year. As a fucking hobby. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like prepping for this annual like murder fest. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd like that movie because that's exactly what happens. Like, yeah, they, it sounds, they, they plan it out sounds like an interesting like um, premise. Premise for a movie. Yeah, but it's a movie, right? But obviously, hopefully that uh, that would probably never happen. Probably like the, the closest like example of us getting to that point would be like. Like gladiator type shit, right? Like, where yeah, it's, that's ex- true. it's acceptable to like witness like, like murder, you know, like s- lower tiered humans, like slaves, essentially kill each other. Yeah, and like as a collective, the higher ups in that societal, you know, uh, hierarchy were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're totally cool with it. Yeah, they're getting their bloodlust out, you know, yeah. so that they don't kill each other. You know, they they're just. I guess we still kind of do that today with like you know sports, like especially combat sports and stuff. I mean, no one's killing each other. Yeah, but, but it, it that still same, taps into that same yeah. Yeah, the same like that primitive bloodlust. Yeah, that, like that desire to kill. <laughs> it's in us, dude. Is I it? Mean, I think so. Is like, it? Like I think because it was too like in history, like as an evolutionary biological species, like killing had a lot of advantages back in those days. You know, that's true. Because there was like a lot. There's a consolidation of resources, and there. Very hard to obtain, you know. Yeah. So, so it's to your advantage to really like spread the, the herd thinner. Yeah. <laughs> so you have more for yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? That's true. That's and true. that's largely what humanity was up until this point. We, thankfully, we've like concocted these like much more efficient, like, you know, yeah. resource models. <laughs> resource. <laughs> we don't have to fucking neck each other like left and right. Yeah. Know? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's in us, dude, biologically. <laughs> it's programmed in our DNA to kill. If you really think about it. So, yeah, man, that's that's weird. So, because there's enough resources, we don't have to, like, kill each other. Yeah. But but we still have that, like, itch. Desire to, like, <laughs> like yeah. freaking stab a brother. I'm not even going to lie, dude. When I went axe throwing, like, like a last year or something, I was like, I'm not going to like this. And as soon as I started, like, throwing those axes into that wood board, I was like, <gasps> like I, I felt it. <laughs> I felt the energy. I could kill of, like, someone with this. I felt, like, the caveman energy coming out, dude. It was like, whoa. Like, I felt powerful. Yeah. I felt like, dude, I, I, I need to act something. Like, uh, you know, I felt wow. that urge. I'm not even lying, dude. Like, what I'm about being... when you, like, go out and shoot guns? Do you feel that same power? You know, not the same. Not the really? same. That's not at all, actually. When I shoot a gun, it's like, you know, it feels more sporty. But, like, something about wielding, like, an actual weapon. Yeah. It's so primitive and, like, tapped into my monkey, dude. Like, yeah. I was, like, you know, aping out. I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> like, I was ready to just strangle one of them. I was like, was, yeah. I don't know. It's just testosterone maxed out. Like, so did you actually hit the target? Fuck yeah, I was hitting that target, dude. Okay, good. I was killing it, dude. Yeah, because there's like a specific <laughs> way you have to throw it, right? Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not too good at the one-handed toss. I'm more of like a, a double banger. Yeah, you know, you just like. Yeah, you kind of have to release right? it like at a. It's like, like a, a football, right? Yeah, yeah. its highest point. And yeah, it's not really about all about like like velocity. It's more about like technique. Yeah, if you want it to like land accurately. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That was my first problem. I was just like heaving it as hard as I could. It just kept bouncing off. Yeah. You know? So you just want to release it perfectly let let the freaking axe do its thing it hits the target perfectly yeah but yeah dude i'm i'm a freaking i am not a killer <laughs> obviously <laughs> i i've never been in like some dire conflict with another person like I, i'm not an angry aggressive person or anything like that but as soon as i threw that axe dude it tapped into like some that's, some nerve that's fascinating some wire yeah. yeah and i i recognized it immediately it's like holy shit hold on it's like it was like a whole new feeling a rush yeah yeah 
Dude, imagine you had an axe coming your way. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would. I'd be dead. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> scary, man. Uh, yeah, but that was the reality for most people back in the day. You yeah. had to dodge like all kinds of projectiles just to like go home at night <laughs> and like you know see your family again. You yeah, know? yeah. And not just that, like animals in the wild and shit. Like, hope you don't get bit by like some freaking AIDS mosquito or something. AIDS mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just life was just so much tougher back in the day. You know. Yeah, and I mean, going back to the the zeitgeist, I think it's it's very cool that we have the ingenuity to to actually bring something so unlike not tangible, like a sentiment, onto something that we can like measure, right? Yeah, measure and apply. Yeah, that's never been done before. Yeah, that's so like weird, man. And it's gonna play into the whole artificial intelligence thing. Like, like I think these DAOs and like you know governance at some point, we're gonna we're gonna allocate that responsibility technology like to facilitate all the 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 execution of our sentiment for us just because we're slow creatures yeah and ai is not so in a sense i I would think of it as like a patch update you know like as soon as the sentiment is shifting in real time you know the 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 dow ais will recognize it and like okay time to patch this bitch yeah and like release the next version of our you know whatever it is we're dowing for so laws become fluid fluid in real time so what that means as far as like action and execution i'm pretty sure that's gonna fall in line with the automation of everything too it's like everything is like perfect timing you know the automation boom that's about to come that's the executing force like largely we're not going to participate in this you know yeah 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 our sentiment's going to matter i think we're we'll participate in the sense that we have to build it yeah we have to build it and manage it with our thoughts essentially but we don't actually have to do it yeah yeah that we're building the infrastructure to do it on its own but yeah hopefully we don't do it we don't build it too good so that it recognizes it could just do it without our thoughts yeah (laughs) and like take over that one role we left for ourselves, like our our sentiment control it's gonna be (laughs) yeah it's gonna be offloaded to the ai yeah hopefully it doesn't get to that point outsourced yeah exactly But, you know, the AI would be equally capable of doing that, probably better, better equipped to do that. Of course it will. Yeah, the AI would be tapped into the world so deeply that it's going to understand trends that w- there's no way we could have predicted. Mm. And so, and it would compensate and it would, it would adjust accordingly. Like it, as soon as it detected that it, the, the temperature is rising a little bit too quickly. In, in, yeah, I would have seen planet. that coming a long time ago. It's yeah. like it, they would have adjusted the, their their manufacturing output That's in right. real time just to like make sure we're That's not right. like fucking things up. That's right. They don't have to go through all this all these hoops and you know political campaigns for decades just to like try and like actually convince ad- address this issue. Yeah. You know that's Damn. the inefficiency of 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 our situation currently. You know, Dude. It's, it's not optimal. Not <laughs> well, in the slightest sense. With this opportunity we have with cryptocurrencies, would you prefer to be? born today or prefer to be born 100 years from now (laughs) would you rather live in an environment where all this stuff is already taken care of like you have ai like just doing its thing like yeah i just got a scary thought like what if the ai this is this very matrix-esque yeah like maybe there is like if our only sole responsibility in the future is like the sentiment metric or like you know for the for all everything controlled by ai and like robotics and automation and shit like you know the the future is machines yeah and like the only thing we're good for is like our sentiment so like what yeah they could just collect our freaking brains just just for that sentiment oh damn understanding the rest of us is not needed it's like it's like in the matrix remember like when you were born into that world yeah you were all in like a bunch of juicy pods yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe that's what they collected the human juices for. Is like our freaking uh, sentiment. But sentiment. why would they need our sentiment? For yeah, them? why would they? I don't know. Maybe for some reason they just like our freaking. Maybe they like because they're so manufactured and not like. Human? Oh, they they need that aspect to. Yeah, I don't know something about humans in biology. Like they can't ever replicate. Right? Yeah. That's true. So like, they want to like study it and like understand it and use it and like because they yo these these humans are they have like something about them they have a little bit of magic to them yeah yeah so we're just gonna implant their magic into our our energy cells yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I, and then and then hence Matrix opening whatever the fuck like yeah. Neo comes out of that juice pod yeah all naked and bald and stuff you know well that you know that it, it's a brain in a vat scenario that happens or that. Thought experience is uh, it's a philosophical like question, right? Mm-hmm. Is if you're if you're a brain in a vat, and how can you tell the difference between you and your brain being in a vat and your actual self? Like the senses that your brain is actually feeling and and could be all like manufactured by your brain, and you're not actually in your body. Mm. Like there's there's a philosophical difficulty between proving that you're actually present in your body versus being in a vat, mm-hmm. like your brain in a vat. So I I think just like you're saying, like if those if that AI like just is attracted to our brain and they put us in a vat and they give us the the whole matrix experience, we wouldn't even be able to tell the difference, <laughs> and that's. That's what's so like. That's that's what made the Matrix so good. Is because I know, right? That's that's true. I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, man. Dude, they're making another one. It's so perfect. I can't wait. And not only that, it's coming out for free on well, HBO Max. Well, then it's not free. I, well, mean, I, mean, I don't have I HBO mean, it's, Max. It's free-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to pay for the subscription. Well, technically, if you pay for the fiber optic internet, you don't have to pay. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. So what? it's it's technically free. That's what's up. Well, I'm coming over to watch that shit then. Well, hell yeah. Sure. Well, not only that, Mortal Kombat party. is coming out. On the same thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? At some so, point, I think in March. At the end of March, it's coming out. So the movie industry is pretty much dead at this point, right? Like, yeah, the, they're the, just giving the, out yeah the, like, the the retail part of it. Like, they're they're obviously like the production of these movies is not dead. It's it's only getting better, right? But like, I, I think the days of us going to theaters and shit is done. I don't know, man. I think so. What? I, I think you could have a better movie experience in your own home. Yeah, nowadays, right? I mean, yeah. you don't have to worry about like. You get like an OLED TV. Yeah, you can get, get a monster of a TV. You it's just comfy. It's just cozier, you know? Yeah. You can pause it. Yeah. You could bone in the middle of it if you really <laughs> wanted to. I mean, I know people do that. Even in the theater, fucking sick fucks. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, I'm pretty sure the rate of execution is much higher at home. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> worry about nothing. But, yeah, uh, I, I think that's an industry that's probably like done for right it's probably done man probably kaput dude fuck well i mean rest in peace movie going you know i mean it happens there's, there's so many industries that are dying man there are and like cryptocurrency that, you know there was an article i think by what's his name raul paul Ra- yeah raul Ra- paul raul paul i know who you're talking about yeah uh he's predicting that cryptocurrencies would reach a hundred trillion dollar total market cap <laughs> in like within this decade <sighs> again that's a hundred x from today See, this is the same the same thing I was saying last week about understand what you're saying whenever you make these oh, bold sure. numbers. Like whenever you said, what did you say? Like a hundred trillion for Bitcoin? Did you say a hundred trillion for Bitcoin? Yeah, which is like a hundred x from today. Something like yeah, that. it is a hundred x. So yeah, you kind of understand now what you mean when you say that. Like gonna completely, you know, there's wars and shit in between that number, those two <laughs> numbers, right? I, there has to be. Uh, 
Well, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I see what you mean for sure. But if for, if for him again, like if if the crypto industry becomes that big, it just that money has to come from somewhere. That value exchange, yeah, that transfer of liquidity and wealth and all that stuff yeah, has but, to come from somewhere. <clears throat> By the time you know Bitcoin is a hundred trillion dollars, I don't think we're going to be measuring it in dollars at that point. No, we're not. It's like, it's, but the value is still because because we're saying it today, we're recognizing a hundred trillion of today's value is going to be within the crypto ecosystem. That that just means like, yeah, you're we're, siphoning we're, it from siphoning somewhere, it from, and that that somewhere yeah. is. Everything, yeah, you know, everything. I mean, Silicon Valley doesn't exist, dude. All the companies we love and adore today, another would have to fail. Another we, video that we talked about was Luxo, and they're bringing the fashion industry into crypto, yeah. And that industry is 1.9 trillion dollars big, yeah, which is bonkers, dude. I had no idea. I mean, I wear like the same shirt like five days a week. If you watch <laughs> my videos, literally, like just go back and watch them. I'm wearing the same fucking shirt every day, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a sick. fuck. but But, so apparently that's why i was so blown away by that figure it's like what yeah are you kidding me yeah that's true i mean but that proves the point that cryptocurrencies is going to erode a lot of a lot of markets Mm -hmm. and i think going back to the movies industry i mean they're dealing with a pandemic Mm -hmm. so that's it's like cryptocurrencies is a pandemic for a lot of a lot of uh industries think about it cryptocurrency is the pandemic for the united states dollar for everything yeah, for everything. Yeah, so so you understand this, and yet you still think like I, I just don't know who you're at war with. Like, who are you gonna shoot at? Like, what do you shoot ourselves, dude? It's all it's all over. Yeah, but <laughs> just shoot ourselves like like blood in the streets, like in a financial sense. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in a uh, like physical sense. No, 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 no. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. I'm definitely not endorsing, uh, you know, Sudoku or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the Japanese term is where you, like, honorably just kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sudoku. <laughs> Bushido? I don't know. One of those cool. Yeah. Dude, J- Japan is such a cool culture. But anyways, um, yeah, dude, I don't know. It's just, well, it's, everything's just too crazy. I think we've gone, like, way too deep. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think if, if you're saying blood in the streets in the sense that people are going to lose a lot of money, hell yeah. 100% agree. I mean, this is the biggest wealth transfer in humanity. It's true, man. We, we Dude, we, we made that call. That, that's, isn't that like our Twitter bio? Like, don't uh, yeah. miss out on the biggest wealth transfer that, that of, is, ever. That's true. It's actually going to happen. It is. And to prove the point, if you go look at, um, what's what's that guy uh, who made a bunch of money trading stocks? Uh, God damn, I'm blinking now. The old guy. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Yeah. He's still not buying any crypto. He just said it like a few weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. He, well, I mean, that's just like notoriously him. Like he. he no, I know, but yeah. that's the wealth transfer that's going to happen. Yeah, well, he'll be dead, but yeah. <laughs> he'll be dead, but, but yeah. See, that's he, the thing. He, now, he became so good at his market. Like he understood for sure. yeah, that market better than anybody else. And he... he he knew how to but, invest in that. But just like the government, I feel like the government has some smart people. I feel like his financial advisors are like, dude, Warren, we're just going to buy cryptocurrencies on your behalf. You don't even have to think about it. Mm. And they, they they have crypto, dude. Come on. Mm. They're not mm. they're not going to just follow this old guy's like ideology. He's like, dude, the sentiment, the zeitgeist has changed. I don't know, dude. They're still in party town over there themselves. So, like, that, that's a good incentive not to be paying attention. You know, like, oh, they yeah, probably but, hear these headlines like, oh, these crypto boys are having a fun time. You know? Yeah, but their but their so business model is to make money, right? It doesn't matter how yeah. you make money. You don't have to be stuck to, like, some old ideology. Yeah, but Warren Buffett's investment model... It, it, 
like itself though is notoriously like not to spread yourself too thin and like too many different things, especially things you don't understand. That's Warren. That's what made Warren Buffett such a successful investor in the first place. He stuck his stuck to his guns on things that he like understood at the most fundamental fundamental levels, you know. But if you apply that to money, but he'll he'll never understand that. <laughs> he'll never understand. That's why he missed yeah, Apple. He I really every I, big tech opportunity. I just you know? can't see Warren Buffett like sitting, uh, you know, with a table of like fifty other white guys. Talking about where he's gonna make them, where is he gonna invest his money? <laughs> Those people are figuring it out for him. He's not, he's not involved. He's like chilling somewhere else. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know, man. Warren Buffett. I think he's. You might be right, but you're probably right. Dude, At th- this point, there's so much wealth accrued into that organization that there's not much. You don't have to like score home runs anymore, like you did back in the fifties and sixties and yeah. shit. You know, that's not the objective of Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, yeah. Berkshire yeah. Hathaway is basically it's either maintain or just like you know like yeah they're looking ride, for that, ride the tide that, at that clean point. curve that bond yeah, right exactly well that, ride the tide like as long as their assets are still within the market like they don't really have to do anything like too radical anymore just because they have so much of that wealth consolidated already yeah you yeah know? that's true yeah, the game has changed for them they don't need to be looking for the next big thing but dude know? I I think there's if if there's gonna be a huge wealth transfer. You got to know that these guys are on top of it, man. They're not going to just let it not participate. In other words, well, they will, and but that that's going to they're they're not here yet. Is what I'm saying, and Damn. that's the catalyst you need for for Bitcoin to be a hundred trillion one day. You know, you need that's those true. people to. That's a good point to like yeah. actually switch over. Yeah. Actually switch over, and whenever that happens, that's whenever we see like that's true, like the flippening. <laughs> Damn, that's a real flippening right there. All right, guys, the podcast. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys watching, and uh, make sure you watch all, all our other, other videos. I mean, I think I think this short content has really helped us like kind of expand our, our reach here. And uh, so yeah, yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter at at the Block Runner and also at Metazone IO. Let us know in the comments what you think, and we will catch you in the next video. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Block Runner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner. Yeah.